In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Thank you for joining another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Angela Gerhart, VP of Brand Experience at Sleep Number. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we know you're probably very busy. So again, thanks for taking some time. Our listeners are really in for a treat today. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of listeners kind of in that retail world that are asking for more strategies and concepts and, and want to pick the brains of experts like yourself. So this is going to be a great session. Thanks again for joining us. Super. Absolutely. Before we get started, Angela, if you don't mind, uh, just maybe telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know what what you do at Sleep Number, and, and and for those listeners that don't know, which I think probably everyone knows about Sleep Number, but just a quick intro of Sleep Number as well. So I'm Angela Gerhardt, as you just introduced. My Sleep Number setting is a 35. My uh, <laughs> Sleep that. IQ score last night was about an 80, which is which is pretty good. I've been with Sleep Number. This is my ninth, 19th year. So I've seen a lot of change over the past years. My role is leading brand experience. So that's our our experience both in our retail stores as well as bringing the brand beyond the store to retail activations and brand strategy and how we're pivoting our organization to really be uh, a leader in, in health and wellness. That's great. That's great. And you have, of course, you know, been uh, recently named uh, you know woman to watch in business disruption, retail innovator. And so a lot of accolades, um, you know, behind, uh, again, what you've done. So big congrats there. But, you know, given that, uh, I wanted to kind of ask you, what are, what are some of the things that you kind of think about as you think about that brand experience at Sleep Number? And, and as you think about your, your customers that you serve and kind of the future of innovation, if you will. So the future of innovation, it's, I, I think it's a really great time for innovation. What the pandemic has really brought about is is an acceleration of both consumer and retail trends, probably three to five years. And so it's brought to life really right now how consumers need to change and evolve to be able to meet consumers' expectations both now as well as in the future. So the brand experience, both the the retail experience online and offline, have evolved and will need to evolve from an innovative perspective to be able to use technology to enable a continuous human-centric experience so that the human is is still the center of building that relationship in a retail store and using that technology to just make it easier, seamless, add convenience, ease, all of that type of thing. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. As you've been kind of navigating through COVID, I guess, days, um, what are some biggest changes that you've seen in the consumer behavior patterns? There's just a lot of changes because, like I said, this acceleration of trends, um, consumer behavior has changed in that most consumers, when we're at home, have uh, shifted to to online and um, really the store has become in this world of COVID a place of of convenience and so as we shift hopefully out of this soon retailers will need to think about how to engage consumers and really give them a good reason to leave their house and so building an experience that um, is memorable is meaningful adds value is more than just a pickup at the curb. 
And so really looking at the overall experience on, you know, how are they um, building that curve experience? How are they building a store experience? And then how are they building it and or utilizing their store space um, more productively, whether it's a big box that's turning to service or warehousing or a small box that's turning to more services and experiences for the consumer. Absolutely. And have you seen during COVID have have patterns changed in the sense of people wanting to, I guess, are people still coming in the store locations to try things out and then making a purchase decision or how those purchasing decisions kind of changed? I think the purchasing decisions have changed in that most people will start their, their consumer journey online. So whether it's researching online or making a purchase online. So using online for that ease and and convenience and commodity and then researching before they go to the store to speed that experience. So consumers are coming into the stores more educated about what they're looking for, what they're valuing, how they want to shop and are looking for an experience that is really personalized and brings both that one-on-one experience and, and building that relationship with them. So it needs to shift into something that's more meaningful and that type of thing. So, so do you think as we kind of come out of COVID and the pandemic, do you think some of these changes in consumer behavior are going to stick or, or what do you think is going to stick and, and what, what's going to go back to, to the norm, if you will? So I think the biggest changes in customer and consumer behavior, um, like I said, shift to e-com and really shopping from anywhere. So it has to be ease and convenience of where she wants to shop, um, service, learn, all that type of thing. Adoption of new digital tools and virtual tools across customer categories is not going away. So think about telehealth. Who who would have thought of doing a virtual doctor's appointment um, just a number of months ago? Looking at the on-demand economy enabled by technology, that's something that I don't think is going to go away. And the need for instant gratification and having things more instant will just kind of continue. The other big thing is, you know, this whole notion of reprioritizing and remodeling. So we're all at home. I have lots of time to think about, oh, I've got to remodel my home, you know, that whole home. But it's also remodeling and reprioritizing your work life, as well as really looking at what's important and this whole elevation of uh, importance of your health and wellness. So that's a big one. The other, the other change is really a conversation on diversity, equity, inclusion. It's a conversation that really not only the conversation is changing, but, con- but uh, companies are dedicating more initiatives, more resources, and more leadership to evolving that conversation and and changing the game. So those are all some things from a consumer perspective. From a retail perspective, those consumer changes are not going to change. They're not going back. The world has changed. And so, you know, how does that impact retail is in the future, shopping is more than buying. So you have to have something that's, that's different. So the purpose of the physical store will really shift from transactional towards service and experience. So your stores become showrooms, marketing platforms, are really for loyalty and brand building experiences. And people, as they shift from you know, less accumulating of things to more really looking for more genuine, meaningful experiences, that then shifts. The other, the other piece from a, from a future forward perspective and the impact is data is, is foundational to, to the retail experience. So not only to attract, be able to uh, individualize and personalize your media strategy, but being able to drive to store and then building that lifelong relationship and and individualized experience for the customer and store. So, you know, intelligent and and data one-to-one of what they want and how they want to shop, but also 
data and rise of intelligence stores. So looking at some of these trends around AI to be able to really understand and learn the, the what the customer is looking for in real time. And then just that call connectivity. So, you know, predictive shopping of how to make that easier for the consumer. So it's all about this kind of effortless shopping experience. But yet all this technology still requires the human being as the differentiator. So that piece of it is, is not going to go away, but continues to accelerate And you need more highly trained teams to be able to curate that experience and bring more value to the customer through training, services, you know, education that becomes part of that retail experience. So there's there's a lot of trends that are happening from a consumer perspective that that aren't going back, that'll have an impact to retail and accelerating retail trends that brick and mortar as well as online retailers need to think about how they're going to service their consumer in a different way in the future. What changes have you, uh, you know, made in your in your store locations uh, since the pandemic? I know the norm is probably the, the safety type of precautions, but any sort of fundamental changes that you've made in this in the store experience uh, since the pandemic uh, came about? I think the biggest one, from a fundamental perspective, is allowing our sales associates to sell from anywhere. So being able to have that um, virtual experience, whether sales sales associates in the store or outside of the store and being able to connect our online and offline experiences. So being able to really utilize our consumer and lead capture online in store and being able to connect with our consumer and still build that relationship inside and outside of the store. So that's probably been our biggest kind of fundamental change. And and then, like you said, of course, all of the safety and uh, security precautions. Also being able to add in things like individual appointments. So if a consumer doesn't feel comfortable with other customers in the space, being able to really back to that tailoring of how the consumer wants to shop. I know, of course, you probably, especially in your role, as you kind of go out and shop in other locations, you probably have favorites and you probably have brands that you think, oh, they've nailed the in-location experience. What are some of those brands that you like and and what are some of the reasons that you like them in the in-location experiences that they've created? Well, probably one of my favorites is our own experience. Of course. course. And so... (laughs) For sleep number, and then and then I'll, I'll mention a couple others, but really the experience is in, impactful because of creating this value-added retail experience. So the, the whole trends that are coming, we're, we have been doing in store. So being able to personalize the customer journey through both digital high-tech and then analog low-tech. So combining those two different ways of, of, for people to be able to experience, to individualize their entire shopping experience and bringing the product to life in a meaningful way. So developing technology tools and experiences to to simplify the process and create a, a really immersive experience. So if you haven't had a chance to visit summer stores, we have a couple of key experiences that are, are guided by the by the team. One is um, what we call individual fit. So it's 3D imaging of your body. So you lie down on the bed, your whole body shows where your pressure points are. And as the bed adjusts, and you find your sleep number, all your pressure points disappear. So you can visually see what's happening in your body. You you are hearing from the sales professional what's happening. And then you have that, um, you can see. So you have a kind of a total sensory experience. We've also created a lot of really cool experiences in our brand activations. And so our Super Bowl activation last year was was pretty fabulous. Unfortunately, there's not much of a consumer activation for Super Bowl this year because of COVID. But last year, we were able to create this experience that, you know, is all about this fast, fun and entertaining 
So both educating fans on the importance of quality sleep, but, but still the benefits of the bed in a way that's super engaging. So we had things like giant 12 foot tall football helmets that the bed was inside where you could really relax and retreat and the bed comes to life. So she introduces herself and you can feel all of the benefits of the bed from the warming to adjustability. Introducing things like virtual reality. So creating the sleep number quarterback challenge where you throw a football in VR as though you're well rested and then change the game. And, and as you've had only six hours of sleep a night, which a lot of people at events do, and it's really the same cognitive skills as being legally drunk. So it's really hard to be able to <laughs> throw a football through a target. So it shows that whole effect of quality sleep on your mental and physical performance. Um, things like creating a virtual dream bedroom. So, you know, ultimate selfie opportunity where you're, you're basically in a virtual room that changes to your, your favorite fan experience. So, you know, things like that and even being creative and, and creating this Zen zone where you move a football down the field with your mind. So whoever can relax the most wins the game. So it's, it's combining education understanding the product, but in a way that adds both gamification and, and fun. And so I think that's that's something that we've seen in, in um, some retailers in London most recently, some pretty interesting ways of combining that experiential with education with, with a strong purchase experience. And so looking to other retailers to create those kind of experiences and bring those to life, you really see more in brand activations as well as um, events like, you know, the big CES shows and, and, and things like that. And so that's where you, you really see this transition from an experience perspective. And what are some other brands that you, you like that you've, uh, I guess, visited? Some of the other brands that I think do a good job of combining these different ideas is um, Nike does a great job of bringing their product to life that's interactive, it's experiential. The experience is about what the consumer cares about. So if I'm a runner, the experience is about running and how I can be a better runner. A lot of uh, experiences that, that are completely individualized to the consumer that, that is about what they care about, you know, brings, brings value to the experience. So they, they are one. Um, I think that IKEA actually does some really interesting things, both in their small format and their big format, and being able to bring to life all of their products in a way that feels like you're in a different space. I know that sounds kind of like that's not the first retailer that you think of, but from a big box perspective to make it feel like a small box, they've done a lot of interesting things, both with their online experience, their AR visualization tools, and just making that shopping experience fun, which is sometimes not quite so fun. Um, so yep. that, that, that's another one that that comes to top of mind. And then there's, there's the kind of that more that analog experiences. So with Lululemon creating yoga studios within their spaces and you know, some of those type of things with Starbucks having a really big push around sustainability is another just different way that they're bringing their experience to life that really is resonant to consumers' values and where those are going. So those are just a couple kind of off the top of my head. Makes sense. Makes sense. Those are great examples. Um, you know, I, I always say, you know, Nike, of course, everyone always talks about Apple too, how you can touch it, feel it. And really kind of, you know, also big play into the music that they started to play pre-pandemic and the store locations too, to create that vibe. So I think there's a lot of things uh, to be able to, you know, again, connect with your customer, if you will. What advice would you give to retailers that are trying to, during this during this time frame, you know, maybe smaller, maybe ones that don't have that like strategic outlook of what's next and, and creating uh, experiential type uh, experiences? 
What are some advice that you can give to them on what, how to start and what to look at before they start to create you know, what they think is a good brand experience uh, for their brands? The first thing is to not use COVID as an excuse for poor service and, and not meet consumer expectations. I, I, if I see that on one more website that I can't ship you my product because of COVID, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, <laughs> but really, it's using this time of change to change. And so it's, it's a great opportunity to reevaluate how are you creating an emotional and a rational connection with the customer? And how is that facilitated by your, your humans in the store? What um, differentiated offering are they bringing from a duration and relationship? And then what um, experiences are, are you using technology to, to facilitate that different experience? And what's kind of the combination of both? You know, like I said before, customers are going to be really not tolerant about the chores of shopping. And so getting them in, not only from the curb to the in-store, but really maximizing the strengths of digital for speed and simplification where you can, and then the power of that sales associate to build the experience, always starting with the customer. And so the customer, it's what do they want, not a what do you want to give them. So divide, so diving into consumer insights and expectations. What are your differentiators that you can build upon for your for your consumer? And then looking at your whole customer journey. What are the tools and tech that are in place right now? Where can you test? Now learn and then scale quickly. So it's a it's a great opportunity to test and learn new things because a lot of retailers you have to or you just won't be around. And so that prioritization and focus on on what you need to do to be able to move that forward is another thing that that this opportunity has provided. Absolutely. You know, one of the questions that we get, Angela, a lot is are experiences more than a buzzword? And of course, we're true believers that experiences are the future of especially what, what I think got probably accelerated with COVID, uh, the future of really brick and mortar and how you can connect with your customers. But what's your perspective? Are experiences more than just a buzzword? Yeah, we really believe in the power of experience to make a connection. So meaningful and memorable, both from the, the human part of it, the product and the technology. So I always use this adage, you know, humans retain 20% of what they read or hear, 40% of what they observe, and 90% of what they experience. So it's an effective way to connect with the consumer and really giving the consumer a reason to leave their house and, and, and come to your store. And at some point, consumers will really make their decision of who they're going to go to based on that experience, as well as begin to expect it. And so if other retailers in your category have that kind of experience, they will expect it from every person in that category. Yep, makes sense. Absolutely. Is there, as you've been thinking about maybe future technologies to implement in your store locations, are there ones that kind of stand out to you as far as what the, you know, technology is always a thing where, you know, you can, you can implement it, just implement it, or you, you really kind of build into your brand experience, if you will. And so wondering, are, are there areas and, and or technologies that you're thinking about kind of building into that brand experience that you think are going to be great for that consumer, uh, consumer experience? For technology uh, in stores, for technology for us, it has to have a very clear objective of what it's going to solve. And so technology for technology's sake just doesn't add any value. So where is it um, helping the consumer um, simplify the experience? Um, how is it additive and differentiated to the experience, creating more immersion as well as education? And so the, the technology either needs to serve a purpose of that it's creating an attract for the consumer, it's helping from a from a consideration perspective and understand the product or it's helping from a, con a conversion and, and really that transactional piece of it. 
So we're doing a lot of work in store with looking at the experiential technology we have in, in right now and how are we evolving that? How are we creating more tools from a configuration and a, a visualization tools, looking at you know the AR and VR and those type of things of the world, but making sure that they're the right solution for the right problem. The other piece is, is creating more tools for our teams. And so whether it's integrating mobile experience on, the, on their iPads, because that's kind of their primary tool, or creating more connection to the website to be able to have more inf- information connection about the, the customers. So building both the transactional technology, that process improvement technology, and experiential, and having the three all work together is really, really where we're going. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Angela, uh, that was a wealth of information. Uh, is there anything that I forgot to you know, ask you here that you think is really important for, for brands to think about, um, both you know, kind of during the, the end of this pandemic, but also as they design their, their experiences for, for post-pandemic? It's really a couple of reminders is to look at what the, you know, back to what the consumer values. And so building on those values, basically value-added retail experience, and value is more of a conversation of price. So if it's just about price, you're, you're going to lose. So it's about personalization, creating that relevant retail effortless experience, authentic experiences to create that trust, effortless shopping. So frictionless is a, is a word you hear everywhere and a thousand times a day, but really where can you choose to engage and, and, and build that experience for the consumer? Making sure that there are meaningful benefits in the product and how is that product coming to life in a way that is differentiated from, from anybody else. Affordability, and then of course, the continued need to address for, for safety. And so that's, all of those are, are things that are not going to go away pandemic. People's, um, people's habits and, and things like that will, will change from what, what they're shopping. You know, we're going hopefully back to travel and we're going back to festivals and we're going back to restaurants. And so where you spend your money is gonna shift a little bit, but, but how, you shift your, how you shift that, how you shop, those changes are not going to go away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you talk about travel, one of the questions I was going to kind of end end with is, uh, you know, you're in Minneapolis. Uh, what are some areas or some things, fun things that you like to do locally as travel opens up that we should, we should be thinking about? So we are, uh, since we are unable to travel, we are embracing winter. And so <laughs> everything from snowshoeing to, to skiing to outdoor hiking it's really taking a, another look at where you are and what are those things that you can do that you may not have, have had an interest in before. Usually we'd be trying to fly the, fly the coop to the beach, but that's not really in, in the cards for this year. So Minneapolis is a, is a beautiful city. It's a very outdoor city. Northern Minnesota is the same. And so just being able to get out into nature and, and do some new things that you haven't done before has really, really been great. Very key. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again for taking the time. I know how busy you could get. Our listeners are really going to enjoy this. So thank you for spending some time with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brick and Mortar Reborn. To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com.